Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we answer questions from you, the people. But first, we go over the news that excites us and hopefully excites you, too. We don't introduce ourselves, so I'll go first. He's full of energy and verve and zesta. Zesta? Caitlin, I'm like doing a show. Could you like- It's a brand of crackers. He's zestfully clean. I just like the word. I'm like doing the show. He's like a a spicy hot fajita. Fajita, yes. Um, So (laughs) the first bit of news that I'm going to bring up today, it's probably the only news I'm going to bring up today, is um, recently a hashtag boycott Chappelle show. Um, And to talk a little bit about this, like it happened really early in the last news cycle Mm -hmm. that we can talk about, um, but uh, or usually talk about, um, but there was recent, um, I think, articles that kind of hit the news first, and it was... Uh, that Netflix had taken off the Chappelle show off their streaming platform. And I think at first the whirlwind and whiplash of all the information kind of like what happened did, you know, Netflix and and Dave Chappelle have a really good relationship. Um, And it wasn't actually due to a news outlet, but it was due to friend and fam of the show. Anthony Steves posted about on Facebook and said, check out his Instagram reel. If you know, if you want to know, learn more. And if you ever check out Dave Chappelle's Instagram account, it's got like three videos and that's it. And um, <laughs> one of them is the most recent one where he, he's been pioneering, um, not the first, because there's some people who've been doing stand-up shows um, where people could be in their cars because, you know, 2020. And um, he has been doing these like shows where people are at safe distances outside. And one of the shows, um, he explained um, something that he had mentioned on Saturday, the night that uh, Joe Biden got like relatively announced as the president-elect, where he did a Saturday night, Saturday night Live monologue and talked about his grandfather and, and made a joke about how The Chappelle Show is on Netflix, on HBO Max, and another streaming network, um, and made a joke about slavery being his name got sold more times without you know seeing a penny oh. of it. Um, and that's the interesting thing about Dave Chappelle, right? Like he makes very true statements in in a manner where, you know, we are forced to kind of laugh about it. But he, so he went on about it and that's kind of the Dave Chappelle way. And in his standup, he, he explicitly explained in detail of what it was like growing up as a comedian uh, and working really hard and the terrible things that happened to him as an artist where people took his jokes and wouldn't pay him for it or um, being bamboozled by, you know, street, um, uh, you know, vendors. And uh, kind of a similar thing happened with Comedy Central. You know, he was like, I think, 28 years old. And he, you know, was uh, was unsure how contracts really worked. And, you know, he had, um, you know, reservations about it. But he was young. You make decisions because you can't survive um, by playing it safe all the time. So you took a risk. And contractually... Everything that's conspired is all legal. You know, there's yeah. nothing, there's not been like technically like uh, a, a shade or a downplay that anyone's done, but kind of struck at a moral compass for the audience and said, um, if you ever liked me or even care about me, um, you know, he's not a fan of cancel culture, but uh, insisted that his audience, like, you are my true bosses, not my manager, mm-hmm. not the studios. Yeah, he said, don't boycott a streaming service. Boycott my show. Boycott me. Till I boycott, get paid. 
boycott the show until I get paid. And I thought that was really interesting. And he talked about how Netflix, you know, he did a $60 million deal to have three specials. And he called them and he said, hey, I want to let you know what happened. And it just makes me feel bad. He never said, hey, if you don't do it, I'll stop, blah, blah. But he just, it makes me feel bad. And then Netflix took it off immediately afterwards. And, you know, everyone, I think there's a highlight of like, wow, there is a wonderful thing that uh, a streaming service can do for its creators, especially if they have a relationship. But I want everyone to know, like, Netflix bought and paid for those rights, like, Mm -hmm. you know, cash money, you know, like there is no going back on like, oh man, they're, they're a terrible company, but it's like, they sunk a loss right there and they were willing to see that. Yeah. They ate a loss. They were willing to see that the relationship they had with somebody was more important than the money that they lost out of it. And I've been, you know, talking a lot about the Snyder cut, talking about a lot about like creatives wanting to create and studios you know, being this kind of like venture capitalist or this angel investor to letting people see something done well. And more often than not, we see a lot of stories where people are kind of chewed up and spat out of it. And we, you know, we talk, you know, a lot of mess, but it's all in good fun of like Adam Sandler gets a 13 movie deal with Netflix and they're all like, you know, mediocre, but it's that kind of goodwill that has really kind of made me feel good about the world in a way where when you are Dave Chappelle and you can be in the limelight of controversy and also have, you know, like he, he has just proliferated and aggregated to this kind of like interesting place in comedy, but also in social conversation where, um, you know, he can kind of inspire that the bottom dollar and making money isn't the business model, but, having relationships and partnerships is more important because we don't want to see Dave Chappelle never make a Chappelle show. We want mm-hmm. to see a new take on the Chappelle show. We want to mm-hmm. see more of, of the cool things that these people have to offer, not how much money am I going to make off this? So it's very interesting. And I, I really kind of, I was like touched. I was moved by this story. So nice. that's all I got for the today. Mine's quick. Um, last night, uh, as, as to this recording, it was last night. Um, David Prowse passed away. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he was the man inside the Darth Vader suit during the Star Wars oh. original trilogy. Um, he's been ill for a while. Um, he's had arthritis since he was about 13 and other illnesses. Retired him in 2016 from any public appearances. But as of last night at 85, uh, passed away with his family. Um, just wanted to give a, you know, a shout out and thank a a legend for bringing something so important, uh, helping it bring it to life. Um, And although he wasn't the voice behind it, he was every physicality of that character that you see in the original trilogy. So, yeah, it's a, I feel like he's a name that easily gets forgotten. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's had his share of controversy with, within the star Wars uh, fandom and, and, and creators themselves. So I think that's part of it, but towards the end, he had buried the hatchet with a lot of people uh, within that circle um, and started making more appearances for Star Wars related uh, events, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, David Prowse. Thank you. May the force Man. be with you. Uh, uh, go ahead, Tom. No, I was like, who's next? <laughs> uh, I was, well, I I just remembered actually because you brought that up that uh, Kirby Morrow also passed away this past week, um, which Kirby Morrow was the voice of Moroku. Mm. On Inuyasha, he was um, in Stargate. 
Um, he was on the bridge. He was um, Goku in DBZ oh, from 2000, 2003. Yeah. Um, Ninjago, like a, a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't, I don't think the cause of death has come out yet. But he was, he was young. He passed away, and that was very sad. Um, yeah. Um, you know that it happens. Life, death. That's a part of it. But we also want to take a moment to remember the people that have impacted us over the years. Um. Hopefully you'll bring it up with your news. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I just remembered that happened. Um, so the, the news for me that I was like really excited about, and no one's going to be surprised whatsoever, it's about Webtoons. Oh, um, wow. Webtoons, Webtoons has my favorite comic, Laura Olympus, and I got really excited before. It's a lot because, of people's favorite. Uh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, but so Laura Olympus recently... Um, there's going to be a animated series that they paired up with the Henson Studios for, um, mm. but Webtoons is now developing Webtoons Studios. Mm. Um, so this is going to be like basically um, making shows out of their comics, um, and they they're partnering with Vertigo Entertainment, Bound Entertainment, and Rooster Teeth. So I'm very excited to see what's going to come out of it. Um, there's there's not much more news aside from that, but it's just really exciting to see that like, you know, that there's all of my favorite comics are going to get made into shows, and I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> my some, question some... is: now that they're here, now that they're put into an existence, who's going to eat them? I feel like Netflix or Amazon. Well, and that's the fun part. Uh, you don't know because. They've, they've partnered with the Jim Henson Company and Crunchyroll. And because um, they made Tower of God, Noblesse, and The God of High School, which all came out this past year. Yeah. Um, so they, I mean, they've already got a great track record going right now. So, like, it's kind of, it's going to be interesting to Roos- see. Uh, Rooster Teeth is part of Warner Media. Yeah. Crunchyroll was- is currently still Warner Media. I mean,. It, to me, those, those are the interesting things where it's like, okay, now where's it going to go? Because, because you like, let's not, you know, bury the hat, you know, bury the lead. Webtoons is super popular. It's uh, and Laura Olympus is like probably the top of the, you know, it's the it's the saga. Everyone's like, oh, saga guys, Image Comics saga. Um, so it, it's I'm just to me, I'm like, now that you're here, someone's going to buy you. Someone's going to eat you up, and it might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. It might be a good thing. Well, and. Maybe not though. Like maybe they just get to be their own thing. Maybe Hopefully. they don't have to get eaten by anybody. I hope because they like get to cherry pick which goes where, yeah. and then they can build their own whole thing. Yeah, which they can make their own. They can be add their own contributions to the dialectic, which is media. Yeah, and and it's coming like directly from individual artists rather than like a company like Netflix that just eats up a bunch of artists. Like they've been making it so that individual artists can do their own thing and then they help them grow. Like, they want everybody on their platform to grow because that only helps everybody. It's like a rising, all ships on the rising tide kind of thing. We, we get it, Kaylin. You like them. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Laura Olympus animated series really bad. Anyway, that's it. Josh? Uh, yeah, so something interesting in video games happened this week, uh, specifically in the world of Fallout 76. Um, Tuesdays are a good day for Fallout players. Uh, It is the weekly reset. And sometimes what that weekly reset includes is sometimes it's an update or a patch or something like that. This past Tuesday, 
a little bit backstory. On December 1st uh, was going to be a drop of the next expansion for Fallout 76. Well, this past Tuesday, a big update came to Fallout 76. And my understanding of it is that the intention was it was just getting the servers ready for the expansion coming in the next week. Well, oopsie! On the Microsoft uh, side of things, the Xbox side of things, it caused them to download Steel Dawn, which is the next expansion, and it locked all of the Xbox players out. And so Bethesda went, oh shit, what do we do? (laughs) And they decided, well, let's just release it a week early. So they spent the day updating all of the 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 <laughs> platforms. Servers were down for a few hours, and about I think it was about seven p.m. PST. Uh, Steel Dawn was live for everybody. Um, wow. Nice. <laughs> uh, actually, wow. they're getting a lot of respect because they could have they could have it said, to a you know thing. what? No. Everybody's going to wait for a week. Uh, Xbox will be out for a week and then we'll just release it as planned. But they went, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to, everybody's going to get it. Now, it's not the full update. Uh, it's the major like quest line. Uh, but there's a lot of things that are still going to be coming on December 1st. One of the things that they did release early that people were really excited about was shelters. Um, basically, you can build your own like vault shelter underneath your camp which is really cool and it has its own separate build budget and all that kind of i'm getting all like i'm super (laughs) excited excited i'm super excited because there's a lot of really cool things that are coming that are up and coming for um uh fallout 76 like perk loadouts i'm so excited about because perks are basically your an easy way of saying it is that it's like abilities that you have um like sometimes you can get discount. Like there's one that's called Hard Bargain where you can get lower prices at vendors and stuff like that. But sometimes what you have so to do is So here's my shopping to, perk and here's my killing exactly, perks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're constantly having to go into your perk menu and change your cards where this, it sounds like you're going to be able to create loadouts where it's like, okay, this is my crafting loadout. This is my, this is my combat loadout, that kind of thing. Or this is my heavy guns loadout. Um... But what was funny is that they they changed something too with this patch that had a huge there is a meta economy within Fallout 76 that uses certain in-game items. And one of these items was what was called the large holiday gifts. It was from an event that happened where in these uh, in these things were various junk which turned into crafting materials but also caps, which is the end game currency. So this is a droppable item. And what happened was that there was a duping glitch at one point, meaning a duplication glitch, and people duplicated this item into the millions. And this (gasps) item weighed nothing at the time. But over time, they've been increasing the weight. Now this time, what they did is they made these items in-game one pound each. Untradeable and undroppable and locked to a character. So for people like me, I had a couple of thousand uh, because I had traded a weapon. I had traded a weapon. And 
I had to he go just through. Print money. I had FBI. to go through. <laughs> and it ba- basically, when you're over encumbered, your character can walk. Kind of really slow. <laughs> when you're like a little overweight, you kind of you can't run. But when you're really <laughs> overweight, you can like saunter. <laughs> kind Shuffle of. your so, feet. So that was a big that was a big change. And um I haven't told you guys this, but I'm allowed to say this publicly now. Okay. I worked Breaking on news. Steel Dawn. Oh, oh yeah. I was uh, a part of the... Uh, so you're like, rec- bitch, we got to drop that shit. I own it. <laughs> uh, I was a part of the recording team that recorded the voiceover. Um, nice. So it's really cool to be playing the game and to hear some of the the characters That's that so I recorded cool. and to, to actually hear what they did with it. And like, yeah, it's it's, it's really neat. So, but yeah, big yeah, week, uh, big few weeks coming up for Fallout 76. The season two's ending soon. Season three will be starting. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. I I have really taken a huge liking to Fallout seventy six. I, I just, I'd say addiction. It's, yeah. yeah, it's an addiction, uh, but it's huh? it's a fun one that I really enjoy. It's like me nice. and League. I get it. Sorry, guys. Um, so now we move on to our second part of the show, our last part of the show, which is our questions. And if you want to send questions over, you can go to questions dot, uh, questions, questions at nerdon.tv, at nerd-on.tv but also at nerdon.tv backslash <laughs> questions. And if you want to get that nerd on nudge, you can go to the nerdon.tv backslash Patreon and join the nerd on nation and get a Weak. nerd on nudge. Ding. I yes. did it like 95% right. Yeah. <laughs> so you always question, mess maybe? up the email. Which is fun. I do. <laughs> it's internet address at Yahoo um, email. But yeah. Um, yes. You can uh, ask questions about anything, really. We uh, Like what? Like what? Like Black Mama asks, will there ever be a nerd on D&D campaign? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know, Corey. Will there? Absolutely not. I don't, I don't know. Wink, wink. Uh, no, actually, for the last, I'd say, month, I have been planning and plotting and planning and plotting and helping certain uh, Nerdon members build characters, and uh, I have these giant, we don't do video episodes of these, but I have these giant binders worth of information that I'm getting set up, and I've been making, this is the first thing I'm going to show you guys, I've been making props. I've been making uh, that I'm going to send to you guys for, for this. Oh my for people God. Who, who can't see it, he pulled uh, out an a, old a, yeah. timey note with cursive and a stained, I stained a bunch of paper one night for like two or three hours. To you make. can still write in cursive? Uh, not well. You know it's what? not legal. No, you can't. The funny thing you should ask is that I was trying to, and then like I couldn't remember half the letter. Like I would get to, I was like, what's the difference between an F and a B? Like, what is the difference here? Uh, capital letters really got me. So I had to look up some of them. Uh, not capital Tom's. B and capital F, Tom. I'm talking about lowercase of those. those yeah, those. I know how to do a F and a B. Right, so I got thrown off. Good for you. Um, <laughs> proud of you for remembering that. You're also younger, so it was newer for you. Um, but yeah, my wife and I were bonding over the fact that neither of us have written in cursive Actually, and probably like all facts. Now that I'm thinking about it, facts. I remember in, so in elementary school, in sixth grade, they were like, you have to know how to write in cursive mm-hmm. and you have to write in pen. It was like, by the oh, time okay. I was fifth grade, they were like, type it. 
Learn yeah. how to type. They don't teach it anymore. <laughs> well, Josh was in school in the 60s, so that's what he said. Yeah, I mean. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was a long time so, ago. Uh, what are computers? But yeah, so to answer the question, yes, but I will not be divulging. I'm using a module. Um, so that's a pre-built, it's like a blueprint, kind of, that you get to mess around with. You know, it's like scaffolding of a story and you get to hang your story upon that scaffolding. It's a rumor. Uh, so I won't say which one because I want these folks on this episode here to be surprised about what happens. And I don't <gasps> want to give any sort of like, I don't want them to accidentally come across something or whatever it may be. Uh, but I'm very excited for it. And it'll be my first time. It'll be my second time DMing. But the only other time I've done it is for my nephew who's who's seven. And it was a blast. So he's going to uh, treat us like we're seven. That's fine. I'm going to treat you all like you're seven. Uh, but <laughs> cool. yes, so to answer There's your question. No difference. There's no the difference. Long, the long and short of it, yes. We. Oui. Yes. Um, I do want to bring up one thing real quick before Josh gets to the next question. We did get a question, which was a repeat. Um, and this this doesn't happen. I think it hasn't happened before. It happened one time. But uh, the question is, if you were one of the Infinity Stones, which one would you be? Um, we've answered that before. So check out those things. Uh, and it was, it was in early episodes. It was an early episode. Yeah. But uh, keep sending the questions. And if they're, they're repeats, we'll let you know. And be like, please send another one. <laughs> please send another one. Because <laughs> um, we still one. want them. We still want them. But I, we just got to make sure like, hey, why didn't they ever answer that one question? It's like, you asked her that. You asked that before, baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, next question. I just, for those of you who from... can't see, I just got delivered a passion fruit lemonade by my wife. Well, okay. Wow. Rub That's it in. Nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. It, it is. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. It Ba-dum-bum. is. As he, he sultral, sultry, sultrally. sultrally. That metal yeah, straw shocked me. Uh, next I question got shocked. No, comes I'm good. from Brad. I like to call him B-Rad. Uh, B-Rad. Asks, which video game has the best cooking mechanics? <laughs> wow, I wasn't ready for that. I was like, what kind of mechanics? Cooking. I would I have say... A- overcooked. I would say Mario Party for that, the Switch. Yeah, the, the, steak. The, 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 the steak. Yeah, that <laughs> the does feel pretty. Ah, it does yeah. feel pretty real. I feel like that's the most realistic cooking I've done in a game. That's fair. Josh? I just, the way it like, just slides like around in the oil and stuff. I didn't so think about that, sounds. but that's a really good example. <laughs> it really is, though. I, 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 I hate the chaotic nature of overcooked. I love it. You might fall off a car... You might. It's so good. Where's the fucking cabbage? Where's the? What are you doing? Um, I know. I love it. Mine would be. <sighs> do you like? It? I love it. Huh? I love it. Okay, cool. I'm glad we established yeah. that. Um, yeah. Fuck, I'm just gonna say Fallout 76. I like yeah, it. That's a good one too. How, no, that's a good one. It is. Got some bias going on. So I'll right I'll explain. Um, so the the can't. Basically, you collect uh, materials Material. and you can create different things from them. And these things, uh, one of my fam- favorites is cranberry relish. It gives you 10% XP boost. Um, Sounds good. Uh, basically, you, I, I like it because there's a semi, to me, a semi-realistic nature to it that you ha- like. You can't just go to one place and get the ingredients like they're spread out over the map. And so you have to go to different places for these ingredients. And I like that. I mean, because food does give you benefits. I like that mm-hmm. the, you get benefits from different things. And you can be in, so, you can have the uh, herbivore. It's um, like, I would say Red Dead Redemption 2 is on the oh, same yeah, scale. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. 
Yeah. So do you do you have to do any type of like mechanic while cooking it, or is it just grab the item, go to a thing that cooks it, and it automatically cooks it? Yeah, it cooks it. Okay. Um, because uh, in Legend of Zelda, Red Dead Redemption have, Two, you can twist. In Legend of Zelda, cooking. you have to get the proper things, um, or else it makes a bad food. Or you do um, Genshin Impact, which you ha- there's like a pendulum thing. But mm-hmm. actually, I would honestly say I don't know the name of the game. But I think it is a Mario Party game. But it's the one where the chef, it's like overcooked, is saying something, and you and your partner have to get the proper ingredients and give it to him at the same time. That's right Mario time. Party. Yeah, it's Mario Party. I just don't on know the, the name Switch. Of that, on that game. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a mini game on Mario Party yeah. Switch. Because the, the steak one, it's the steak one. But this one's like, yeah. Toad is like, tomato salad. And then it's like, okay, grab the tomatoes and run around. It's like, yeah, bacon yeah, yeah. sandwich. It's like, okay, get the bacon and all oh, that stuff. bacon so. sandwich. So uh, that would be mine. Um, my favorite, because it's not as chaotic as Overcooked, but it's just yes. the right amount. Same of like, mechanic, a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. just the right amount of coordination. You're like, all right, beat the guy, beat the other guys, and then get the things Chaos. in the right order. Now I just want a syrup steak, <laughs> a cube of steak. Last? It's a it's a wagyu for sure. Wagyu, wagyu. Uh, mm-hmm. Last question comes from Mitchell. Mitchell asks, shout out. What is one show slash movie you wish you could witness or be a part of the creation process? And what part of the process would you want to be in? Oh, God, that's an easy question. Lord of, Lord of the Rings. Lord no, of the Rings. I was going to say the same thing. Dang it. It's, oh, you can say the same thing as me. We could okay, have different departments we want to be in, though. So, I want to like, be in it. In it. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I want to be in it. I would. Mm. Yeah, you're an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be in it, but I also am so curious about the editing process behind Lord of the Rings and like being on the ground floor of seeing them revolutionize CG characters would be a really cool thing to witness. So VFX. Um, Just in, I mean, it could be in the editing process somewhere because you're still working with VFX to, to edit. Yeah. Cause Um, I was going to say like there, you've seen a handful of editing documentaries and it's like, kind of like. You have a lot of coverage of people walking through grassy fields. What mm-hmm. part do you cut in and what part do you cut out? So I was like, that part? I, or yeah. is it? Yeah. And just, you know, you're part of this team for three years, four years. They did it four years. Um, it'd be a really cool, cool experience. And it's it's still one of those movies that's like regarded as a pinnacle of filmmaking. And it would just be cool to be a part of that. Be pretty cool. And I want that shirt. What was it? They made a shirt because they had a hellish scene they needed to get through that. Anyway. Um for me, this is gonna be a throwback to an episode we did and had a guest, Kevin Conroy. Um, and his favorite film that he talked about was Les Enfants du Paradis. And the reason why I'm I choose this film. Oh, film oh yeah. Yeah, this film was in 1945, so it was, you know, before we even knew what film really was, and we still don't know what film really is. Um, Moving pictures. It it was a film that was made uh, under the guise of, I think, Soviet, uh, of Soviet, of Nazi rule. And it was uh, a French film, and they all, like, secretly made this film. And that's the thing that, like, I want to be part of because it's like, yo. <laughs> like, not only make a movie, 
but you're also on a secret mission because <laughs> like it ta- it talks about a lot of um, expressions and feelings of wartime and what happens to uh, society as it continues to go through like I guess like a period of uh, of decadence and um, there there are different characters that you know influence the main character so uh, I would like to be part of I guess the revolution. Part of, I guess, I'm part of the production team, um, and I like, I, I feel like I get pigeonholed as a producer a lot, and I fucking hate it. Um, but it's don't be so good at it then. Start sucking at it. It's because yeah, yeah there's that bad, or- Tom. organizational brain that I'm like, all these pieces have to kind of fit in this right place, and you know, call times and 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 how much time to take to set up and set up, a, you know, all these all these backdrops and all the court stunt coordination, and it's like under the guise that you have to hide this from your government. And I'm just like, yeah. that's so fucking metal, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think about that. It's kind of like being, being of the movie that Argo was inspired by, you know, like, oh my God, like you are going to fake a movie, but you're actually exfiltrating fucking American ambassadors. It's like, exfiltrating. Yeah. that's what's called. Exfil. Exfiltrating. Yeah. That's like when you're bringing people word. out instead of putting people in. That's infiltrating. Um, but yeah, we did it. No, Josh didn't go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we did it. And fuck you, Josh. On. We did it. No. <laughs> um, my pick would be Star Wars: uh, mm. A New Hope. Which one? Uh, the first. Nice. Oh, well, the, the first stress. one. Um, a, I would want to be in it. But second, I would want to be in the sound department because. The sound design of that movie and from henceforward uh, of Star Wars revolutionized sound design. And I would love to be like... You could literally be anywhere you want and move into sound. There was a guy my grandpa knows, gave us a tour. He works in VFX and he started working for Lucas sweeping floors. And then they needed someone to help hold the model during Star Wars. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we need another hand on this editing. So we're going to teach you how to edit real quick. And then he just became like the head of VFX. Oh, <laughs> that's a very George Lucas thing. Gosh. George Lucas was denied a lot of things because of where he came from. So mm. um, if I have a second, a second pick, it would be. Um, Always uh, breaking the rules. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Poltergeist. Because there's a. There's no one a cares weird... about your second pick, Tom. Okay, you're right. Find out more. Oh He's not wrong. In my in my DMs, if you're not wrong. <laughs> Just watching all the joy flee from his body. It was one movie. The question was one movie. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. Thank. That's, that's all it. we have. <laughs> so, now that we've sapped movie? all the joy out of Tom. That has been movie? this week's update. Uh, thank you so much to Mamba, Brad, and Mitchell for sending in your questions. Uh, again. Send in your questions to questions at nerdon.tv or nerdon.tv backslash questions. Uh, do consider joining the Nerdon Nation, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. It does allow us to grow, to be better, and to create high-quality content more. That was not grammatically correct, but accept it. We understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, also, stop by and check out our Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. Um, continue the conversation. If you'd like to answer these questions yourself, there's a place for that. Head on in there. Um, but yeah, stop by, rate, and review us wherever you listen. Share us with your friends, your family, 
And check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all the information on everything that we do, all of our video content, streaming content, all of it. Check it out. One-stop shop, nerdon.tv. But yeah, that has been the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, I love your time.